Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Moon. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. It's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone. Uh, Keith Alberstadt is on the show today. Keith's comic, who I see all the time at the Comedy Cellar. We talk at the table. Interesting guy. So I figured I'd ask him to be on the show, and he was a good guest. Before we get to him, though, let's do my tour dates. January 20th, Little Rock, Arkansas. 22nd, I'll be in Oklahoma City. 23rd, Dallas, 24th, 25th, Houston at the Come and Take It Festival. February 4th, I'll be at Sally Tomatoes in Rohnert Park, California. I don't know where that is. I think it's near San Francisco because I'm going to be there the 5th through 8th at Sketchfest. And I have stuff coming up in March in Columbus and Indiana, North Carolina coming up soon. All these dates are on ToddBerry.com. You can follow me at ToddBerry. And check out um, Feral Audio, who bring you this podcast, feralaudio.com. Here's Keith Alberstadt, everyone. Hey, Keith, you're right. I did move this up a few times. <laughs> did you get that? Yeah, I, I know. I, I, I tend to do that. I go, can you do this at 1230? And then I wake up earlier than I thought. So then I go, hey, yeah, you can come by earlier. And it's like. I probably knew that I would have been able to do this earlier. So you schedule based on what you think your your morning routine is going to be. I think, yeah, that's reasonable, right? Sleep. Re- I guess it's reasonable. But don't you have like a normal roundabout ballpark hour of when you wake up? Yeah, I do. I think I'm still in the mind that like that I, uh, I'm a late night guy and I'm going to wake up at noon. But I ne- almost never wake up at noon. When do oh, you yeah. wake oh, up? Oh, yes. You seem like a guy who wakes up early. Everybody says that. Really? Why? Uh, <laughs> I think you seem like a guy. It's not a. It's not an insult. It's not like oh, he's no fun. You just seem like a guy who's sort of you got a disciplined vibe to you. I am disciplined. Yes. There you go. <laughs> so after all that, I was actually right. Uh-huh. But there are times where I'll, uh, you know, I'll have a late night. Yeah. Whether it's shows or or hanging out. And then, uh, yeah, the morning is a little a little later than I anticipated. What time? I'm going to guess when you wake up. Here we go. Go ahead. I'm going to say 8.30 or 9. I don't own a farm. <laughs> Yet. Uh, actually, it's about about 9.30, between 9 and 9.30. Okay. You were close. I was pretty close. I used to get up earlier than that. I really? To, I used to read the paper every single day. Seriously? Were you trying to get a monologue writing job or something? Well, uh, there was that and just habit. You know, I've always uh, I've always read the paper. I'm always a day behind when I read the paper. So I'll, like, I'll get the paper when I'm out in the city, like on, say, Thursday. Do you still read the paper every day? I Not feel- every day. When something big happens, of course. I feel bad that I... Uh, I don't know if I ever did it every day, but I used to... You know, you go buy the paper. Mm-hmm. That's sad that uh, you know, I, like I, I'm not going to read the paper on my iPad. Oh no, me neither. I, I like ridiculous. to think I would, but 
that Sunday paper. Oh my God, I like that. Really? I like to show up at a coffee shop where someone's left. Well, it is too much, and I actually had to stop buying it because I wouldn't throw it out Mm -hmm. because I would get obsessive. No, I'm going to read the. uh, I'm going to read that article on, on Belize in, <laughs> in the travel section. <laughs> uh, you never know. I might end up going to Belize. Uh, but, yeah, so if I don't buy it, then I don't get crazy. Well, So then I just stay dumb is what I'm talking about. This might be sacrilege in New York, but uh, like the New York Times, the Sunday paper, New York Times. Yeah, you don't like it? Why do they have to quote 150 people per article? <laughs> like It's so... Yeah. Long. Yeah. It's, some of those, it's, yeah. it's too extensive, it, 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 intensive, extensive, whatever. Right. Where they go continue on a page a 15 and then it's like, oh, the entire page a 15. <laughs> <laughs> and then it continues from there. Yeah. I don't know. Like I feel like full that, quotes. You see those guys on the subway who have that folding technique. Like, oh, yeah. they're usually older than we are or older than. Yeah. Older than we are. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking if they are older than we are. Yeah, they're older. Usually, like let's say sixty-year-old dudes who have that real. You know, they've been doing this. They're on. They've got the tie on, and they're reading the paper, and they got the folded thing. They got a routine. One magazine I love reading is The Week. You ever read The Week? Oh, that's like a summation, right? Yeah, that's why it's great. And then if there's something in there that you want to explore further, of course, they give you you know what they pulled from, so you can go check it out. Do you read that online? No. So you get I'm a hard copy man, Todd. I like so, hard copy stuff. I think I've gotten the week before, but I think that's like the true test of short attention span. If, like oh, the, uh, if the week is like, oh, I can't. I need something that summarizes the week. It's not short attention span necessarily. It's just we're busy, you know? We're busy people. Really? Come on, Todd. I think, uh, look, I feel like. I, look, I'm looking around. Your, you, you're a busy man. I'm looking around. You got a lot going on. You're like too busy to clean. <laughs> See? Clearly too busy to clean up a place when someone's coming over. Why do you have a poster of Kurt Metzger here? Oh, my God. It's, it's a poster of myself. That's even worse, having a poster of yourself, like three inches from a guest. Uh, it's, you, all, it's all good, man. You should see my place. What's your place? Where well, Where I, do you live? I have my headshot's wallpaper of the room. <laughs> where do you live? What a neighborhood? I forgot. Um, I live, uh, here, right in Astoria, right where you are. I'm trying to, I'm oh, going to piggyback off a, your fame so I can get some stalkers. That's a decoy thing. Oh yeah. Here in Astoria, <laughs> Queens, where I live. That's where the, a lot of people, that's where the value is, huh? I love it. It's, uh, I, I'm still thrown at how quiet my new neighborhood is. Cause my, I used to live in Astoria, but in a different part uh-huh. of the neighborhood. It was so loud. The building was loud. The neighborhood was loud. And I guess I drowned it out. It just never really got to me after a while. But then when I got my new place, I got a one bedroom next to the, um, uh, not next to, but close to the beer garden. And it's- uh, I've never been to the beer garden. It's res- It's so residential. And uh, every morning I'm drinking coffee. Going, what the heck? Why is it so quiet? It's almost eerie. Too quiet? The, the, well, the building is only, uh, it's me and another tenant. And the landlord lives downstairs. Oh, that's nice. It's just two one-bedroom. Especially and I, and, the other tenant. And he's good. never there. Oh, the, the other tenant? He's like, he's, I don't know if he's a salesman or whatever, but oh, I mean, I never hear him. That's good. So it, it's it's insane. I've, I lucked out. Do you have your own, do you have a car? Yeah. And it's easy parking, right? Easy parking. If you, if the timing's right. It's a, it's, a, it's a puzzle, this New York living. Oh, do you have to do that L.A. Uh, wake up at 7 a.m. to move your car? No, I mean, you can, you can strategize ahead of time. Or as I call it, the, oh, I'm getting a ticket thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sometimes you forget. You wake up and you go, oh, I got to go move so, my car. See, so it's still a little rough. So, you know, do you drive into the city when, like, no. when you're doing spots on the weekend? No, because it is hard to get a space at night. So I would hate to drive back here. It, it's tempting to, to do so you don't have to wait for a, a cab or, or, or 
you know, wait for a, a train. But when, once you get back to the neighborhood, you got to find a space. And it takes like an hour. And finding the space in Manhattan also. True. That's actually not bad at night. Really? It can't be that bad. Hey, enough about parking. Nothing about parking. <laughs> God. Let's get like, to some oh, boring stuff. They, okay, this no, is too exciting. I hope they move that along because the parking <laughs> thing is just, it's, they're like, I live in Ohio. I can park everywhere, anytime. Yeah, people don't get it. Ohio is the parking capital of the world. I love that. Um, uh, oh, shoot. I'm forgetting the guy's name. Um, I will cut that out. No, I don't cut that. Ross Bennett. Ross, Ross Bennett's Bennett. got a great job. Oh, yeah, about the parking space. Yeah. That is a good parking. That's a what, go ahead. You, uh, you do his well, I'm going to butcher it, but he, he says, uh, you know, I, I equate finding a parking space in New York like having sex in the 90s or the yeah, 80s. Yeah, something like that. It's like, uh, I'm grateful, but I'm oddly suspicious. Yeah, that that is a good joke. I remember that one. That's pretty cool that I, I gave you the honor of telling someone else's joke. I appreciate that. I got, I got a ticket once here that said, no parking. 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And so I parked there. It was like 8 p.m. I come out. There's a ticket because right underneath that, by like six inches, is a sign that says no standing 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Like, well, why don't you just say no parking oh, so that, right here? So it's, that's basically they're canceling each other out. Right? Exactly. They, it's almost like a trick. It's like those Dukes of Hazard traps that they used to <laughs> switch the speed limit sign at the what last second. What kind of car do you have? A Maxima. I don't, a Toyota? Nissan. Nissan. Yeah. I would have gotten that. If I thought for another two seconds, I would have gotten that. It's a great car. Is it? Good gas mileage, huh? Good gas mileage. It's an 03, so a little older. <laughs> Do you buy a used car? I didn't buy it used yet. Oh, my God. I've never, I've never bought a car except for my dad once. But he gave me a good deal on it. <laughs> we didn't have to do it. We didn't, we didn't haggle. <laughs> Do you realize if we were having this conversation at the Comedy Cellar, how much crap we'd be getting from... The Keith Robinsons of the world. I know. Keith Robinson, when he did this podcast, he was like... <laughs> I listened to it. Arguing, oh, you did? He was arguing with the guy like on the phone before he got here. Oh, that's right, because he, he got, got a, a ticket. ticket. Yeah. And I, I don't remember the circumstances, although we did talk about it. But it sounded like a thing where uh, he's like, you don't, you don't have to give me the ticket. I think it was one of those things. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he was innocent. He, he pulled, but it was funny. Yeah, it was. It he was, was funny. funny he's, he's a funny guy. Now, you're, you, you're a well-respected man, Todd. Why is that? You have all these uh, great comedians. Because I got Keith Robinson on my podcast. Yeah. He'll do Keith. anything. I hope he heard that. He calls me White Keith. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> and it's caught on. See, that means he respects you. A lot of, a lot of the people at the Comedy Cellar call me White Keith, especially if he's around. We've got to differentiate. Now, speaking of your car, you told me last one of the last times I saw you, you were going on this, some crazy long trip. Where you were going to drive 14 hours? It sounded like uh, Byron Allen. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, you told me that. Huh? Yeah, what happened, um, I had a, a corporate show in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's right. And then um, uh, at the last, like a week ahead of time, I got a, a, a job at the Cleveland, the comedy club in Cleveland, Hilarities. Yeah. Called me, wanted me for like the three nights before Altoona. So and then after Altoona, I was I was going to go. To, I wanted to go to Gettysburg because I'm a history dork. Okay. And so it just didn't make sense to fly. So I'm like, I'll just I'll just drive it. So you drove the whole thing, and you but you when I remember talking to you and, and all I whenever anyone tells me stories like that, I go, "There's got to be a way to find to fly there. <laughs> go to Southwest. <laughs> they don't always show up on kayaks, so just go to their site. There's 
going to be a way to do this. But you 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 were excited. You're like, I can't wait. Well, because I miss it, man. That's that's where I started on the road. You know, I didn't. I started in Nashville, and uh, you know, for the first four and a half years of stand up, it was all road work. Uh huh. Then I moved to New York and uh, kind of shelved that for a while. So yeah, what, I miss it. What were you doing? Like uh, like what was the most you were doing on the road at the peak of your road? As far as being out of yeah, Nashville, like, yeah, just being like forty weeks a year. Oh, weeks a year. um, I think I topped out at forty nine weeks a year. Really? Yeah. So you were always gone. I loved it. I, I booked I booked a run of shows in the um, in the West, like the mountains and Montana and the Dakotas uh, and Colorado. A treble treble run? Yeah, it was a treble He's a legend. Run. That guy. Just to I knew I was going to lose money. Like by a lot, yeah. But I just wanted to do it just to see that part of the country. I think that's smart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of people think it's stupid, but I no, thought it was I mean, great. it's not like if you're just thinking businessy, but if you're thinking life experience, right? I do that. I'll book places where, like, hey, I've never been to Oklahoma, and then I book myself. In I got uh, a grizzly bear walked out, like, really? Maybe thirty feet away from me. See walk, that? Walked out of the woods. Yeah, that's worth the whole trip right there. I had a I had a day to kill between shows. I was driving through the. Uh, uh, Yosemite? Uh-huh. Yellowstone or Yosemite? Yellowstone. <laughs> you right? should know this. You were there. Yellowstone. Yellowstone, I think it yeah. is. Yeah. I knew it starts with a Y. Anyway, now I was going into the Grand Tetons, and uh, yeah, I was just chilling. I was outside of my car, just kind of, you know, taking a break. And I was only I was the only car there, so I guess he thought the coast was clear, maybe. He was. He just walked out of the woods. Okay. <laughs> I, love like, the, I love that in that scenario, the bear is the one that's worried. <laughs> he thought the coast was clear. He's only one human being who I could eat in five seconds. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's great. the rule with bears? You're supposed to just either you're supposed to run or not run. I can't remember. I think not run. Uh, I don't know. It's I know it's the most counterintuitive answer. Like, I think you're supposed to uh, hang out, throw berries at its face. Serious? So he was thirty feet away. I've never seen a bear. I'm guessing. Oh my god. It was it was scary, but cool at the same time. So I I like hustled back into my car quietly. He looked right at me. He knew I was there. Yeah. Or she, whoever. <laughs> and. uh yeah, I got in my car, I got the camera out, took a couple of pictures, and then it walked off. Yeah, it must be. pretty awesome. Yeah, were you a little scared? I guess once you're in your car, you're probably all right. I, once I got in my car, I was fine. But yeah, I was pretty startled when he walked out. That's terrifying. You should have camped. That would have been really... Yeah. Well, I told myself, that's one of those experiences. You ever have been on the road and you have such a fun, cool, life-altering experience? You're like, I got to come back here when I have more time. Yeah. And then you never do. Right. right. <laughs> I got to come back and find that same bear again. <laughs> no, but I told myself, I'm going to come back, just spend like three or four days in Yellowstone, just camp. Because no, you can see the stars and at night. It's crazy. Yeah, I always do that with like vacations. I'm taking a vacation within the next four months. And then you're just like, oh, what? I'm booking a show. It's too book much a show. to show. Right. I know, but I got to go. So this road trip, the one, the Altoona one, mm -hmm. what, did that turn out to be fun? It was fun. You listen to a lot of podcasts? Uh, I do. I listen to uh, some podcasts and comedy CDs, and then I actually uh, old school terrestrial radio guy sometimes. Sport, yeah, that's sports a, radio. That's when you get to hear those little guilty pleasure songs. That's, well, not just so much music, but yeah. <laughs> talk radio and uh, yeah, some music. Every because I'm from Nashville, you know, I like country music. It's it's all over the country. It's great. So no country matter where music, you yeah, are, I you mean, scan, you'll find a country station, and it's always the most crystal clear station like yeah, right. like it just it's like it's in the car with you they're broadcasting it's so <laughs> perfectly clear npr is broadcasting the end of the world and you can barely hear it so but, you're, you're a country music fan 
I am. Not a lot of them. That I mean, there are, there are tons of them. I re- retract that. There are tons of them, but not like in my circles, I don't think. There, or our <laughs> circles, even. Yeah, I know. It's uh, we're, we're few and far between. I actually didn't become a, a really big country fan until after I moved to New York. It was almost like a Miss Nashville sort of thing, and, and then... Um, just started listening. I didn't really pay attention. I think you're just trying to play up the the, the Nashville. <laughs> of course, I'm in the country music. Like, never listened to it from Nashville in New York. Lots of country music. I'm like, sponsored. Todd. I got a corporate sponsorship. <laughs> do you? Uh, who are some? Respect. Who are the like? Do you, are you an old school country guy like a George Jones? Uh, I'm a combination. I like uh, yeah Johnny Cash, George Jones. You're not a Florida Georgia line. Personally. No, no, I don't like the fluffy new stuff. But the but some of the new stuff is like Zach Brown's really good. Yeah, I like the Zach Brown band. Yeah. What about Anti Lady Antebellum? No, they call it, they're called Lady A now. I think are they really? You got to abbreviate. You know, Lady. It's more, it's more <laughs> sounds market, like a boy band. Marketable. <laughs> Pretty much is Lady A. I love that. Huh. Yeah, I forgot it was Lady Antebellum until you actually spelled it out. Yeah, I'm Lady gonna, A. That is going to be in the tweet when I tweet about this episode. <laughs> There is the, the what we call the pull quote, Lady A. I got to remember that. That was good. Country music is it's soulful, man. When it's done right, some of the fluffy stuff now it's just it's bubblegum, it's poppy. Yeah, I've always been kind of uh, irked when someone says I like all kinds of music except country. It's like let just every kind of music except just right. all kinds of music well, except the, the one kind. Right, southern ah, the southern stereotype. It, this aggravates me because like it's so not cool to generalize anybody except southerners you can generalize us nobody uh, that bothers me i've talked about this on stage even because yeah you'll see the the uh yeah they they're like people who are fancy themselves liberal will have no qualms about bashing southern people right but i i cut you off go ahead no you you that's pretty much what I was saying i mean it's uh well it's even worse that i cut you off because i said exactly (laughs) what you could have said (laughs) Yeah, we get a bad rap, uh, and yet everybody wants to vacation there. It's weird. Yeah, really? In Nashville? Well, in the South. Yeah, yeah, Florida, which is hardly the South, I guess. I understand that our history isn't exactly I know, but <laughs> something there's, to be proud of. But. There's nice people everywhere. Exactly. And there's assholes everywhere. And I think people look at country music as, well, if it's indicative of the South, then I'm not going to like it because I don't like the South. Right, but those are the people who never they they go to New York and L.A. and maybe Chicago, mm-hmm. and they think they're cultured. You know, you can make an argument that, uh, and I will make the argument, yeah. Todd, that country music. You know that that's the one genre of music that consistently holds values strong, right? And All right, now you're getting uh, weird on me. It is getting weird, right? <laughs> no, it's uh, I don't know. It's got soul. It's got uh, it's good stuff. Country music. Give it a shot, people. Come Seriously, on. buy a George Jones album. <laughs> I know. I'm just naming the one country artist who I know everyone is supposed to like. Well, he's a, he's a good one. It was George. You know, I actually watched. I did um, Bumbershoot Festival years ago, and you could, they sort of gave you a VIP pass, and you could sometimes sit basically on stage with a performer, mm-hmm. not like in the spotlight. But and I watched Loretta Lynn. Mm-hmm. She was good. She's good. Yeah, it was fun watching. Like, oh man, how many shows has she done? You know, before I uh, really got on, got into country music, I, I was still had a day job back in Nashville, uh-huh. and um, my friend invited me to a Garth Brooks concert. Yeah, and uh, didn't want to go. I was like, eh, "This is gonna be," because I thought he was one of those poppy guys. Yeah, uh, blown away. 
blown away. He's a super pro. He's a perform. I mean, his yeah. songs, a couple of them are cheesy. A couple of them are really cool. But his performance, man, he had the audience in the palm of his hand. It was great. Yeah, he doesn't uh, he doesn't fuck around. He doesn't mess around. Yeah. He's, uh, he knows what he's doing. That's why he's one of the best. He pissed some people off in, in Ireland recently. Yeah, what was that all about? He canceled a, a string of a shows. Thing. I mean, I've had I've had actual Irish people explain it to me in Ireland, and I, I'm going to summarize and maybe get some facts wrong. But the essence is that he had X amount of stadium shows uh, booked, like four, six, I think. Uh-huh. He sold out some huge stadium like six times. So it was like half a million people. And then there was some ordinance that they said, "Oh, you can only do three of them mm-hmm. or four of them or whatever." And he said, "Well, and I'm." I'm canceling all of them rather than if you're going to shortchange rather than doing playing mm-hmm. for a quarter million people. And did they acquiesce or? Well, I guess he, I guess it was up. He had the right to cancel at that point since they changed the terms. I don't know. This is getting into Irish contract law. Which but, is <laughs> no. the most interesting kind. No, of but he, um, yeah. So he, he just said, I'm not doing any shows there. Garth Brooks. I know. I was a little surprised. Thank God I came over there shortly after to fill the void. Yeah. Well, that, they needed somebody. 150 people. <laughs> but it was a good show. You know, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these artists, they, they, they put their foot down. <clears throat> Taylor Swift with Spotify? Yeah. I I, that's a different ball of wax, but still. Yeah. What does she need Spotify for? She doesn't. That was her whole point was, uh, why are you going to play my songs for point zero 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 six cents a song? Let's talk about Nashville, though. How about it? You started there. Home of the Mighty Commodores. <laughs> I don't even know what that team is. Vandy fans. Vandy, okay. Vanderbilt. You went to Florida. Todd. Did you go to Vanderbilt? I did. That's a good school, right? That's, you know, allegedly. My friend Shanelli <laughs> went there. Do you know her? Yeah, it's a great school. I know Shanelli. Do you really? No. Okay. <laughs> you went to Florida, right? I went to UF, yeah. What uh, What year was that, may I ask? <clears throat> you don't have to answer that. It was in the 80s. Yeah, that, that was when Emmett Smith was playing football. Possibly. I don't know. <laughs> you didn't follow along? I went to a few games, and I can't say that, oh, yes, Emmett Smith was playing. I don't remember who was playing. They, uh, I don't remember much about the, the Florida 80s. <clears throat> yeah, I went to Vandy in the 90s. I uh, worked in the athletic department after that, and then got into comedy. What did you study there? I was a communications pre-law major. Really? How about that? I never understood the communications major. Like, I never quite knew what someone wanted to do when they got that. Well, Vanderbilt, unless you're going to go into, like, medicine or law, it's a um, it's a liberal arts school. You know, it's a, it's a general education over... Is that an Ivy League school? Or is it... I mean, no, it's in the SEC. but So, technically, no. But, it, I mean, it's it's up there. Um, so, I... Uh, you know, I went, I'm from Nashville. My dad was a professor there. Oh. I wanted to get. I knew I was going to do comedy, but in the meantime, you also knew you were getting into Vanderbilt. <laughs> in the <laughs> in the meantime, I knew I wanted to get a good education, and uh, so throughout college, I was like, I got to do something that's somewhat going to help me. In retrospect, I I, I mean, I would love to be a history. I'm big, I became a history dork once I started traveling the country and seeing all the museums and historical sites and i got into history right so i wish i could go back and do it all over again i know either that or like marketing or business something to help me with you know the business side of comedy i could teach you all that but uh i chose communications most schools it's like a broadcast journalism sort of thing at vandy it was uh you know argument and debate it was a pre-law it was a pre-law major and what kind of law did you think you were going to do i didn't i knew i wasn't i was going to do comedy 
Oh, you knew that? Yeah, I was just trying to get like my my uh, public speaking chops, I guess, sharpened. What is what kind of professor was your father? He was a geology professor. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Another thing I thought was kind of, you know, boring, I guess, back then. But then the more I like was reading about it, and it's it's really freaking cool. Yeah. I remember taking a geology course in, at UF, and it was my first experience. I don't even know if I knew this occurred, but where the textbook assigned was written by the professor. Oh, yeah. Like, the book we're going to use is coincidentally <laughs> written by me. Well, that works out, huh? <laughs> that is a we, at least you know that book inside and out. But, but you don't got to go to the lectures then. Just read the book. Just read his book. I loved your book, professor. He was a nice guy, though. He was funny, if I remember. Yeah. Um, professors get a bad rap, man. Some funny professors out there. I met a lot of them through the years, both, you know, because of my dad and because. Is he, does he still teach? Or no, he's retired. He's retired. Did he write books? He wrote a few. He wrote a few novels. Seriously? Yeah. And some geology books. Yeah. How about that? He's a published author? He's a published author. Novels? Mm-hmm. Wow. His first novel is awesome. It's a, I mean, they're all great, but his first novel, the one that he worked on for a long, long time, he, um, I can see it as a movie. I mean, I've every time I, I've read it twice, and each time I'm like, "This is As, what's it called?" Let's maybe there's some execs listening. It's called "The Dragons of Saint George" oh, by Len Alberstadt. Len, Saint, yep, I L-E-N. never would have predicted Len. And uh, it's a it's a private university, research university named Saint George, uh-huh. and um, it's about corporate interests and uh, Middle Eastern affairs and chemical warfare. It's it's a lot. It's very oh, intriguing. Sounds like George Clooney would be all it, over that. It's very intriguing. I, you read it, and you're like, this could be a great movie. So who published it? Uh, it was a, a publisher out of Nashville. Um, I can't remember the name of the publisher. Jack White. <laughs> he does everything, right? He probably he probably print the book right there in his studio. I had to make a Jack White joke because he was from Nashville. Yeah. Um, well, that's stripes, cool. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that you're sort of not even sure who I'm talking about. I, I, well, I, I was... My uh, hipster audience, is, they're all rolling their eyes right now. They're like, oh, my God. They rolled their eyes as soon as I said I, Emmett Smith. I know. I, I got to say I rolled my eyes off. No, I didn't. I'm a jock. So, well, that's cool that he wrote two books. Well, he wrote, uh, he wrote three novels and two... Actually, three novels and three research books or, or geology books. And he still is in Nashville? Mm-hmm. Well, outside in Kingston Springs, about 20 miles. Was he, uh, when you said that, I want to do comedy, was he? Uh... He and mom were both great. Yeah. Uh, they they knew it was coming. But I think, I don't want to put thoughts in there. He's never said this out loud. Neither did mom. But I, I think they thought it was kind of like a hobby. Right. He'll, like, he'll grow out of yeah, this. Yeah. He'll. You know, he'll get a, a job. Yeah, let's just let him do it. Let's let this run its course. But he's old school. He's old school, responsible, all-American dad. So when I, one of the first questions he asked me when I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do comedy. I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to give it a shot. Have some money saved up. I'm, you know, see what happens. And, uh, and he said, uh, are you saving for retirement? <laughs> that was his first question. <laughs> I haven't done a paid gig yet, but I have a, a Roth IRA I set up. But he, uh, yeah, he was very supportive. It's been great. That's cool. So when did you start in Nashville? Well, I started when I was in college, um, but I was raw. I was, I had a lot to learn. And so when I got into the athletic department, I kind of latched on because I'm a huge sports fan and a huge Vandy fan. So I loved that environment, but I had comedy on the side. And so I was trying to get better at comedy, but I loved my job. And so I was, you know, 
had two lives going. Yeah. And then I finally, when I was about 25, I said, enough's enough. I got to focus. If I want to do this, I got to take it seriously. And so I got another job that was, I wasn't as passionate about just to save money. And then I went, actually, <laughs> this is creepy. Um, <clears throat> at the beginning of 2001, uh-huh. I looked at my, I worked for a minor league baseball team. Okay. And I looked at our schedule and I picked, I'm going to put my two weeks notice in here after the season's over. And it was two weeks before September 11th, 2001. So oh. 9-11 is my anniversary date. Um, so 9-11 is when you quit? That was my last day with a with an office job. That, wow. It's messed up, right? I bet they didn't call you that day and say, hey, it was... So you worked that day. It well, was I guess you're I was, in, I was in corporate sales, so I was going to a bunch of uh, meetings, like cancel the accounts and to transfer them over all the you know stupid business. And as I'm driving throughout the day, I'm seeing planes one after another coming in for landing. Uh-huh. It was creepy. And then, and then, like in the afternoon, it was all just clear skies. Wait, where were you living? That was Nashville. Nashville. Okay. Because yeah. they had to, you know, everybody had to land yeah. throughout the country. Right. Um. So you worked for minor league baseball for a year and a half. That's what do you do for them? Corporate sales. What does that mean? That means I sell advertising. Oh, and the the, the whatever you call it, playbook, play, play the the souvenir, souvenir, the souvenir program, program. That's the word. And I was the, uh, the 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 signage on the outfield wall, that sort of stuff. So September eleventh, two thousand one, is when you started comedy. When I, full time, full time. <laughs> yeah, before then I was, uh, you know, I was doing whatever I could. And Nashville being so centrally located to a lot of different comedy cities like Birmingham, Atlanta, yeah. Louisville, Memphis, I was able to go out and do some showcase nights. And where was the first? Was Zany's the first place you went on stage? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah my very first time. That's a good club. I love it. I, did. I love it. Your I've boy, done it your once. boy Nate Bargazzi and I. Oh, really? Co-headline gig there just uh, back in September. I like Nate. Nate's also a huge Vandy fan. Okay. And Zany's Me was, too, then. Zany's was, uh, they were nice enough to, when they booked us, they said, well, you know, pick a, a weekend where Vandy's going to be in town. Oh, and, and we'll cut your money, and, and then you can go to game. And they can play a, <laughs> the game during the day, so you can go to the game and then come to the show. And that's what happened. It was awesome. We'll knock a lot we're of money off. For us. <laughs> like, we're <laughs> pretending we're doing you a favor, but we know you'll work for anything if I go with that route. Oh, I like that. That's brilliant. <laughs> hey, man, you can watch you come here when there's games and uh, five hundred dollars left. <laughs> 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 They're gonna they just want the games. Uh, I hope I'm not right about that. We won. We won that day, Todd. We did. All we, right. We you the, and Nate did. We you beat and Nate the, won. The mighty UMass Minutemen. That's great. Yeah, I'm one of those douches that says we. <laughs> yeah, you don't seem like a... Do you go to sports bars? I do. I'm trying to... Believe me when I say this. I know I'm coming across now. People who don't know me as like this jackass alpha male sports no, guy. No, you're in all, you're in all, you're all around. You like history? Uh, yeah, comedy? I, but I I, uh, I do love Vanderbilt, and um, uh, it's, it's out of control sometimes. I've made a fool out of myself in public because of a Vanderbilt loss. Oh, really? Which happens oh, a lot, guys. I'm well aware, everybody. You're one of those guys? Like, it can be. It depends. Like it de- you knock goalposts over? <laughs> no. No, it's just it's more like uh, my attitude. I, I'm, you can tell I'm stewing about something. Really? I'm not, but do I'm, you yell in the middle of a bar? I, I guess that's I've, what sports I have, for. I have done it. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Never would have asked you to do this podcast if I knew you were one. Of- <laughs> I like that you said everyone thinks I'm this alpha male and then you 
basically say that you are. I'm not. I know you're I'm not. Trying I've to, been I'm, around I am trying to dial that back a notch. It's just... Uh, you're self-aware. No, anyway, so I am trying to dial that back a notch. But yeah, I'm passionate. I love Vanderbilt. In fact, I wrote a sitcom pilot about... I, it, they're not called Vanderbilt in the sitcom, but uh-huh. it's about my time there. Between college and stand-up. What's my, going on with that sitcom? Oh, I was still in the development stage. Development as in, like, you know, rewriting and, and whatnot. I haven't pitched it yet. That's it, exciting. It, Don't give away I too much. It. I love it. I'm not going to give away too much. But I, I uh, you know, the more I read it and write it and rewrite it. and Is it something you would be in? Oh, yeah. Well, ideally. Yeah. Yeah. Not Miles Teller. They're not going to give it to Miles Teller. <laughs> Jack White. Jack White. The uh, what was I going to ask you about? Oh, I watched a clip of you on Last Comic Standing. Yeah, did I win? Well, they changed the ending this time. <laughs> no, this was a, I think a preliminary round, but you were judged by uh, by Russell and Roseanne and, mm-hmm. and yeah, that was just, what last year. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. It was fun. I was about to ask you if that was fun. I mean, the, the, I'm not a fan of that whole reality TV process. Yeah, but the, um, the the hanging out part, that's what I like. Like when you go do festivals and stuff, and yeah, you get to hang. Yeah, it's the it's the cool green room, you know. You get to you know reminisce with road comics and tell stories and laugh and yuck it up. They got a camera in your face half the time; you don't even realize it's there. Yeah, so they get the natural, <laughs> the natural stuff. Right. Was so you were, and you say stuff like, "Oh man, please don't use that." I did notice though in the clip that every judge there was not one negative comment that they showed. Anyway, maybe they ripped you apart. No, they didn't. And then even the YouTube comments were all positive, which is I don't think I've seen the YouTube comments. Well, well, you're better off. But in this case, I've got in general, you're better off not looking for them. Oh, I hate YouTube comments. But yeah, it was like it was a hundred percent positive. How far did you go in that show? Just the. that final 100, you know, they did the um, the preliminary audition. Yeah. I don't even know what the number was. And then I was down to the final 100, which all every one of those 100 comics gets to be in front of those three judges in front of a live audience. Right. And that was it. I didn't move on after that. Oh, man. But it was a good set. It was fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Did you get any attention? From, like, the industry? Yeah. Were, they, were they on fire over? No. I wonder if they even watch that show. Do they watch any? Well, I don't know what they watch. I'm out of the loop, man. I had a good run. What? Uh... You're not out of the loop, Todd. No, I'm, I'm very much in the loop. Big time. Big time. So how much are you on the road now? Uh, I'd say 25, uh... 20 to 25 weeks. But when I say week, you know, it's comedy week, you know, like Wednesday through Saturday. Right, and right. I'll come back and I'm in town Sunday through Tuesday. I noticed one of your tour dates was a place, Belushi's Comedy Club. Yeah. How about that? I Is never that knew. It. I, I've never heard of it before, but I got booked back in November for March. Yeah. That's spring training ball. Oh. That's Florida. Yeah, that's in Fort Myers. That's and then good. after that, I'm in Sarasota. So I'm actually, that's one, that's another one I might drive. You're going to drive down to Fort Myers? Maybe. You should get a few gigs along the way. Go to North Carolina, yeah. South Carolina. Yeah, I thought about that. And I got family in Charlotte, so I could stop over there. Oh, man. Hang out, play some golf, drive down South Carolina, So Georgia. you don't get, like, stir-crazy, like, I got to get down to this gig? Well, I guess the gig's not going to start early if you get there early, so. Wait, I'm sorry, what? No, I mean, I, when you're saying, like, you're going to stop to play golf, I was like, well, don't you want to get down there to your show? But then if you're playing golf the day before your show, it doesn't matter because 
they're not going to do your show. I would, I would leave. So what I said was stupid. <laughs> I would leave with plenty enough time. <laughs> you would be yeah, golfing got... in Charlotte three hours before you had a show in Florida. Is what I could, I could do it. Um, so had you done Belushi's before? No, my first time. I have done Sarasota before. I, I don't think I lived in Florida for. I don't think I've ever even been to Sarasota. Did you live in Florida besides your time at the uh, at the university? Yeah, for for. Uh, how long? Like 15 years. What city? Are you from Florida? No, I was born in the Bronx, baby. Yeah, Bronx. <laughs> Represent. Anthony Bourdain episode. Um, yeah, I was born in the Bronx. And then I lived up safe. But then I moved down to like... Why did you pick Florida to go I to school? I did pick. Oh, well, I well, what happened was, is that my father's entire company moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. So we moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. It was never like, hey, it was never even... Like, oh, someday we're going to move to Florida. Like, I didn't even know what Florida was, I don't think. Uh-huh. I mean, I knew it was. I'm not that dumb. But uh, so we all moved down there to South Florida, like Broward County, like the Pompano Beach, Coral Springs, Tamarack area. Uh-huh. And then I was like, then when I came to picking a college, I was like, you know, I started right away, like University of New Mexico and all these places. You get the catalogs. This is way back when you'd get a catalog and not go to a website. And then you're just like, I don't even know what I want to do. Like, I'm not going to go to move to New Mexico. So I went to Gainesville, which was like five hours away. So there's some distance. Yeah. And it was fun. And now I'm a, I'm a professor there of, <laughs> of British lit. <laughs> and I coach the football team as well. They need somebody. So, so you've never done Belushi. I was no. curious about it. Because I, I don't it, think I'd even heard of it. Uh, well, they're paying well, yeah. and, uh, and the website looks decent. The website was pretty good. It was a pretty good website. I actually, uh, comedy club websites are enjoyable. They're uh, they're hit or miss. I like the FAQ section. It's always the same. But now, excuse me. Um, but now, you know, there's so many kids out there who want to get that, uh, you know, IT experience. Yeah, and they're comedy fans. They come in. I'll do your website. Yeah, I'll do free. your website. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I gotta find one of those to exploit. Build <laughs> me seven different websites. Yeah, but there's some out there that are like, what are you, what are you doing with this? Yeah, there's some terrible wet work. <laughs> like like, you, hasn't been updated since 2011. Yeah, or you're just like, God, that terrible. It looks like I'm not an expert at design, but I think I'm more of an expert than you are, and you're a designer. <laughs> it's terrible, hard to read. Oh, don't get me started on websites. Do you um? So you'll do like five shows in Fort Myers? Uh, I don't even know what the schedule is, Todd. Is that what it looks? It it something that? like that, yeah. You, do look, you like doing should, that many shows? Should I look it up right now? Do you like doing? Do you like doing two shows? I love comedy clubs, man. I, uh, yeah. Do you? I, yeah, I'm a big fan. I mean, they're longer sets. You get to you know play around a little more on stage. Yeah, I love New York, but comedy clubs. I mean, you're talking about headlining comedy clubs. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, there's, 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 you know, it's just fun. It's more fun. You get to see the country. You get to see, like, spring training baseball. Come on. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm going to steal your week there so I can see spring training. I'll go, I'll go in whatever Keith was getting minus $100. Yeah, there are, there are some, uh, yeah, there's some things to gripe about with the comedy club world. But overall, I like it. I did once get booked in Toronto during the Toronto Film Festival, so I get it. Yeah. That's my world, film. Uh-huh. I noticed your uh, your your crowd work tour was all Northwest. Yeah. Did you? Was that by design? You had no desire to do. Well, once you're in the Northwest, <laughs> it right. would have been weird if I went from like Portland to like 
Columbus, Ohio to Miami. So right. It just it was that it was that tour. I understand. But there was no desire. Touring works, but uh, (laughs) he played like sort of close to the next place. You're gonna. Did you? uh, You didn't have any desire to like mix it up and see what would the crowd work be like in uh, the Midwest and the South? How many specials do seven different? I don't know. I've I've done the crowd work tour, all over. But just not the. um... Done in Atlanta. I did it in. uh, Oh, that's okay. In South Carolina. Ah, see, Todd. My apologies, man. You should. I'm behind the curve. But the the one that was filmed was in the North. Right. That's what I was talking about. I noticed you uh, at the Comedy Cellar. <laughs> I don't know what you're laughing at. By the way, I feel like a million dollars. I don't know if I'm going to reveal that you just took a bathroom break and then we edited it, but I might, because I just did. Regardless, I'm a guy. I still people. feel like a million dollars. That small Dunkin' Donuts coffee went right through you. <laughs> I love that you got Dunkin' Donuts coffee. with. I'm not a fan. With all the, the indie coffee shops. I'm not a fan. How many cups a day you drink? This is this. Can I tell you why? Can I can I tell you why yeah. I went and got this? I I never get Dunkin' Donuts. Well, it's right there. You know, if it's right there, it's right there. I didn't even need it, but I needed to duck in to return a couple of important emails before hopping on the train here. Oh, free Wi-Fi. Uh, no, it had nothing to do with that. I just didn't want to stand in the freaking five degree weather right. outside, so I just ducked in. I didn't want to be one of those jackasses that loiters. A couple of business emails. So I, gotta, I mean, look how tiny this thing is. So, a couple of business emails. I'm a, a respective a person. of. I'm not going to loiter. I'm going to buy something. No, no, I do this. I'll do that. <clears throat> I'll buy a drink to go use a bathroom somewhere. Yeah. So that's why. But no, I hate Dunkin' Donuts. Can I say that? No. Are we sponsored by them? No, they're not sponsored. By I, don't, I don't like them. Uh, I don't like the... For, the coffee's fine. I just don't like the way they handle the coffee business. <laughs> what, is that? what does that mean? Well, it's like they're sitting on burners, you know? They're cooking all day long. They're not yeah. in urns like they should be. I'm a coffee dork. Oh, <laughs> we could talk about this. Oh, my. Urns, do you expect... Urns don't... don't burn the coffee. Urns keep... It's like a thermos. It keeps it, keeps it hot. See, if it's on a burner, it cooks. You're cooking the coffee all day long. Right. And so... You don't know which burner they're going to pick the pot from. Right. You don't it's know. It's going to be sitting there for five hours. But don't you think that Dunkin' Donuts moves enough product where it's probably not going to be Depends over? on the time of day. Oh, my God. And I drink mine black. But back in the day, when I was uh, taking it with sugar and cream, like then they, then they do that for you. Like, I want to I want to do it. It's my coffee. Let me put the sugar and cream Some in. of the hoitier coffee shops. There's one that I go to that's really good. Um, but they will... They want to do that for you. I'm type A, Todd. I'm but a control I, I, freak. I, I got to be they do in control. That, so you don't, I mean, it seems like, yeah, I understand that. But I feel like I understand why they do it because some guy, it stops people from like stealing 18 packs of sugar, maybe, or like <laughs> uh, thumping, you know, milk sitting out there. Yeah. But so you're a coffee snob. Let's get into it. Uh, is snob the right way? Yeah, I guess Do you go to a right crema world. in Nashville? No, where's that? It's in Nashville. It's, <laughs> well, we're in Nashville. It's a good coffee shop. And uh, wow, unbelievable! They've got uh, they got a couple of good ones. Bongo Java is great. Bongo Java. They got two Bongo Java locations. Okay. One's called Fido Bongo Java, and one's just called Bongo Java. What? It's called Fido because it. Uh, this is a little piece of Nashville history for you. Yeah. Um, there's an old pet store called Jones Pet Shop in right. Hillsboro Village near Vanderbilt, and um, it's, it was it was there forever. And then um, that went out of business, and when Bongo Java took over, out of kind of like a, an homage, you know, respect thing for Jones Pet Shop, which had been there forever, yeah, they uh, they put up like, a, like the, their logo above the Bongo Java's Fido. It's like a dog in a doghouse. 
So. So that's good coffee in Nashville. Bongo Java. You should go to Crema, though. Bongo Java's great. Go to Crema. I'm going to look up Crema. Crema, if, if word gets out to them that I that I plug them so hard, they're going to have to hook me up next time I'm in Nashville. So so you went from... Hook you, hook you up with a $3 coffee. Hit, hit, hey, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll tip $2. The, uh, everyone wins. Well, I guess the, except the person who gave me the free coffee. Yeah. Uh, so when did you switch from cream to black? Because I kind of, I, I sometimes will do the black because I feel like it's the purest way to drink. It. Yeah. Well, I've always heard that black, it's stronger when it's black. I don't know if I buy that. You mean like caffeine wise? Yeah. I, I don't see yeah. how the caffeine, I feel like. Right. I don't think that's accurate. Drinking all the caffeine. But um, it was, it literally happened one morning and I realized I was out of milk. And I, I was like, I'm not going to go to the store. It's 10 degrees outside. I'll just drink it black. <laughs> And I was like, this isn't so bad. <laughs> I love that that's how it happened. It all happened when it's, I ran out of milk that one day. It's kind of like discovering a, coffee anyway. It's like how Louis Pasteur discovered penicillin. Like it's a Petri dish. It's totally. Like, hey, look at that. Comparable to that. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so when you, do you yelp coffee shops on the road? That's a big thing I do. I, that's where I love to write. I love writing at a coffee shop. Yeah, that, I don't know why. You got the ambient no, noise. It just helps me focus. I can't, if I'm like in my hotel room. Oh, I can't do anything. I, I get hotel. cabin fever. I get, yeah. And I like there's, there's distractions. Hotel. I love good hotels, but I still like, I want to get out of that hotel. Me too. I got to get out. It's for being around other people and ambient noise, for whatever reason, helps me focus. I know it sounds kind of weird, but it, it it's true. You're not one of those guys who listens to music, like listens to an iPod while you write, are you? Every now and then I'll listen to like like uh, classical music. All right, yeah. that'll work for writing. A non non lyrical music. Nothing that we're going to start singing along and <laughs> get distracted from the matter at hand. I feel like I want to. Talk. Do you make your own coffee at home? I do. L what's your process? I do. Let me guess. French press. I've got. I'll check this out. Okay. This you ready for get, this time? This is going to get good. <laughs> this is going to get good. All right. I got a drip. I got a French press. And I just got a Keurig. Is that how you pronounce it? Oh, that's I don't I don't think the coffee snobs are going to be uh, very happy about that. I you know what? Fuck them. Uh, I, I I reluctantly my friend got it as a gift for Christmas, and um, I, you know I've had them before, but I've I've never really wanted one because I like uh, you know making yeah. half a pot in the morning and having a couple of cups, but but. Um, some of the some of the K cups are not bad. I gotta really? admit, and I'm supposed to doctor's orders cut back on the old caffeine. So this is actually it makes it less tempting to have a second cup if there's like if you if I make a a, a couple of cups in a pot and there's some left over, I'm like I'm, I'm gonna be tempted to drink right. it. If if I'm just drinking a cup and that's it, I'm like all right, I won't make another one. It's like if I walk by a pizza place, I'll grab one slice. But if I go to a place where we order a whole pizza. Or some backstage, and there's a whole pizza. There's going to be more than one slice. It's here. like when Louis Pasteur discovered <laughs> I penicillin. Think this, whole, this whole thing really <laughs> always comes back to Louis Pasteur and penicillin. You always learn some history when you talk to me, Todd. It's interesting. That Not you, you in so particular. So your friend but... gave you your Keurig? Mm -hmm. Wow. So I got a Keurig, French press, and a drip. It's a lot of counter space for coffee. Yeah, that is good. That's good. That's a lot of different choice. You can when you have people over, you go, which would you like, drip? Keurig or French press, I, and and I, uh, the French press is one like I can't. It's it's like a it's like a chemistry set. Like I can't get it right because I grind the beans, you know, because you got to grind them for the French press. You got it's got to be coarse. Yeah. So uh, 
you know, the the tablespoon, it never measures up. It's either too weak or too strong. Or, really? But I still love it. When it's too strong, I don't have a problem with too strong. If it's too weak, I what got What about an AeroPress? You ever heard of that? What is that? Look it up. AeroPress at Crema. Crema? <laughs> Crema. Crema. I think it's called Crema. Crema. Um, By the way, I had a voiceover audition before coming. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you about. And uh, let me tell you, these New Yorkers, see, I don't think I have an accent, Todd. (laughs) You have a bit of an accent. But so does, you know, who's that guy, Sam? What's what's that guy who does all those commercials, the actor? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Beef. Steak is what's for Yeah, yeah, Sam. I think his name is Sam. I want to say Walton, but that's Walmart guy. I forgot his name. Anyway, what were you saying? Yeah, they um, uh, did a they did a couple of readings before mine, so I'm like waiting, and then they, somebody would come in, and do a reading, yeah. come out like in five minutes, yeah, and, and like it happened like three or four times, and they call me in, and it was like 15 minutes. They just kept like correct, try not to do this, and don't pronounce it this way, and I'm like okay. I never know at auditions whether being in there a short time is a good new, is a good sign or right. the fact that they keep you in there. Uh, I'm the same way. I feel like, why are you keeping me in here if you're not somewhat interested? Right. But they also shouldn't be like, hey, the Southern thing you do, don't do that anymore. Yep. That's So they didn't want the Southern? No, I try to mask it. And I can mask it. There are a lot of times where I'm in an audition and they don't know I'm from the South. I don't know why that is. And then other times it comes out. And who cares if you, I mean, I don't, what? Who cares if it's a Southern accent? I don't care. I mean, it might make it stand out. It depends on what they're selling. You, you don't they want a, They want a generic, you know, non-dialect. If, you're, if it's a national commercial, they don't want to turn people off Can in Can I Portland. ask what the product was or the general product? It was for a um, cybersecurity. Oh. Well, I think Southern sounds you mean, good. You, you want me to do the uh, yeah. copy? Is, it, is that legal even? I'll, uh, I'll leave out the name. Okay. We're going to do Keith Alberstadt's uh, voiceover audition once he, this is, here we, oh my God. this is legal. I'll, I'll just give you a couple yeah. of oh, lines. Yeah, just give me a couple of lines. I'll tell you whether you should get the job or not. With cybercrime lurking around every corner, you don't know who's stealing your identity. All for just nine ninety nine a month. Make your digital life effortless. I think that was fine. I didn't even hear. I left out a lot. I left out. No, that's probably good that you left out. I don't. I don't don't think people want to hear the whole thing. I don't want the the product out there. I think. I think you're going to get this one. (laughs) Now, before we go, thank you, thank you, Todd. I know you're always talking about books at the comedy cellar. I'm a big fan. So you really stand out at the comedy cellar table when you bring up books. No, they're not all down there. Just me. You're not dumb. No, I'm not dumb. Actually, I'm reading four books right now. Are you really? What are you reading? Yes, please, Amy Poehler. Okay. Uh, Strong Inside, which is uh, by my friend Andrew Marinus. It's about uh, the story of Perry Wallace, who was the first African-American basketball player in the Southeastern Conference, played at Vanderbilt in the 60s. So he was like the Jackie Robinson of right. college basketball. Um, he's a Nashville kid. You know, went to Vanderbilt. And uh, anyway, I worked with Andrew at Vanderbilt. And uh, anyway... I, Great book so far. Reading that, I'm reading uh, uh, Killing Patton by Martin Dugard. Technically, Bill O'Reilly, but he's not fooling me. Martin wrote the book. Bill O'Reilly's name is selling the books. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating. It's fa- Bill O'Reilly wrote it? Well, his name's on it. Yeah. Martin Dugard is the um, historian, I think, who's behind most of the writing. And that's a good one? And I think Bill O'Reilly does maybe the audio book, it's because so his voice can sell more product. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it's really good because uh, uh, I knew Patton died in a car wreck, but I didn't know it was so mysterious. He had a lot of enemies. He didn't yeah. make a lot of friends. Don't spoil it. The only reason uh, the only reason the president um, Roosevelt kept him in and Eisenhower, uh, not President Eisenhower at the time, but General Eisenhower, kept him active so long is because they needed him. He's a military genius. Then after the war was over, he pretty mysterious circumstances. Like the GIs, they were drunk. They were in a truck, two-lane highway. Yeah. And they just crossed to the lane and hit his car straight on. And no investigation. The GIs disappeared. It's always weird when it, someone that famous dies in that kind of sort of weird, not weird, but just kind of mundane. Well, he didn't hold back. His opinions about the Soviet Union and what the, the next war was going to be like, you know, fighting them. He, he didn't call it a Cold War, but he, um, he he pretty much knew that was happening. And that was just, uh, he wasn't a very diplomatic guy. Yeah. So it's just, it's a conspiracy book. And the third, I mean, the fourth one I'm reading is, is a conspiracy book. It's um, uh, Stonewalled. About Cheryl Atkinson. She was a reporter for CBS uh -huh. who claims, you know, her computers and stuff were hacked into because she was digging too much, asking too many questions. And I mean, I don't know if I buy it. It's uh, it's a good story. It's a good little conspiracy. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I think these things are interesting. So you got four going at once. Yeah. I try to I try to etch out some every some time every day. Read like a chapter or two each one. In each one? Keep every day? Give a little variety. So eight chapters in a day. No, no, not eight. I'm sorry. I did say each one, but I didn't mean that. I meant like I'll pick like one or two a day. I'll pick like one or two chapters in each one. So you like doing the, you like juggling them. Yeah. Because I've tried that and then I get like, oh man, I kiss. Is... And I'll always carry one with me for like, you know, train rides because you never know when the train's going to be slow or you're waiting too long, whatever. That's Something what your phone is for though. Yeah. <laughs> don't you have the- I know, I'm old school, Todd. Don't we have, cover this? I'm old school. Don't you have the 2048 game on there? <laughs> Or four oh whatever it's called. I'm not a gamer. I can't do that. Neither am I. Just I have like two games. It bothers me. I got rid of Candy Crush. Sorry, Candy Crush. I don't know what that means. Exactly. Well, Keith, do you have anything to plug? Uh, I got tour dates let's coming see some up. Tour dates. Um, let's see. I'm going to be uh, hold, please. Keith is looking for tour dates. Oh my God, he's got them. I got see what I say about old school. Look at yeah, this. Look I got the paper. I got a planner. Oh, you got a planner. Wow. Yeah, go to Staples. I'm the only person that buys these at Staples. I used to love buying a new planner, and then you, yeah. Look at it. It's hard copy. You, you got, put how much look, you're getting on. Look there? at that. You're right there. Oh my God. There's your address. Should I say it out loud? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be in Morristown, New Jersey, on uh, Friday, the 16th of January. Okay. When's this going to be out? I don't know. Probably in the next couple of days. Okay. Yeah, January 16th, Morristown, New Jersey. Um, and then uh, Kiowa, South Carolina. Okay. 23rd and 24th, the Kiowa Island Comedy Weekend. I don't know what that means. They do a comedy weekend every now and then. Okay. It's a resort town. That sounds fun. And then I'm going to be uh, in February, I'm going to be in Detroit, and then Kohler, Wisconsin, where comedy careers take off. <laughs> That's another resort gig. So, uh, yeah, come and see me. And all my, all my uh, tour dates are on KeithComedy.com. KeithComedy.com. And the uh, and is it Keith Alberstadt, your uh, Twitter? Keith Alberstadt's Twitter. Okay. Keith Alby, A-L-B-Y, is Instagram. Hey, I didn't, I didn't ask for your Instagram. Okay. Nice try. I jumped, I jumped no, the gun. <laughs> well, thanks for being here. Todd, thank you for having me. It was fun. Thanks, it was. And uh, all you guys listening, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, see you very soon. Goodbye. Feral.
Audio. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.